0: message here, but turn to Matthew 2, Matthew chapter 2, and this is where we started. Uh, this morning we were in Matthew 2, but I want to give you here uh, the principle to start off with, we're going to be drawing from, and then John chapter 12, John chapter 12, and uh, get your Bibles out. Nothing I say matters, but the Word of God does matter, and Christians carry their Bibles. Christians have Bibles. If you're a growing Christian, you've got a Bible. Uh, you should have a Bible. If you're, if you're not a growing Christian, you probably don't have a Bible um, close by. The Bible isn't that important to you. But uh, for those that uh, care about uh, the things of God, the Bible is of critical and of utmost importance and reverence in your life. And Matthew chapter 2, Matthew chapter 2, beginning in verse number 2. We're going to talk about here, we're going to see some ways to lift up Christ during the Christmas season. Some ways to lift up Christ during the Christmas season. I'm going to need a little volume on the mic, uh, Brother Bob. Is it on? Test, test, test. Thank you. I do not. I sound good. Oh, test, test, all right. I, I'm losing my voice and I need some amplification here. And so we're going to talk about lifting up Christ during the Christmas season. The Bible talks about a star that was lifted up to direct the wise men to Jesus in Matthew chapter 2, verse number 2. And uh, we're going to start off there where it says, these are what the wise men said, saying, Where is he that is born King of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. Now in John chapter 12, John chapter 12, verse number 32, we're going to read there. Jesus says this as he is about to be crucified. He says, and I, if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men unto me. This he said, signifying what death he should die. And the people answered him, We have heard out of the law that Christ abideth forever. And how sayest thou, the Son of Man must must be lifted up? Who is this Son of Man? Let's bow here this evening. God, I need you. I pray that you'd encourage us in you. And then may we apply that. And then may we make you known. May we not be ashamed to be one of yours. Lord, you gave your life for us. It's all we can do to live ours for you. You're what matters. You're who matters in this world. We're only on this earth for a short amount of time. May we take advantage of that. May we make much of you here this season keep you in mind in our center of our focus. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, I do believe this passage in John chapter 12 that we read, it's referring to the resurrection of Jesus, and I don't believe that it's implying that every person, without exception, would put their faith in Jesus. We know that's just not; it hasn't happened. Um, it's not necessarily going to happen. God wants it to happen. God wants everybody to be saved, but not everybody will uh, be saved. And uh, clearly, many have not been saved, unfortunately. And uh, clearly, many will not be saved in the future as well. But it's still our job to tell everybody. It's a great privilege that we have to be able to tell people about the Lord and what He did for us, how He willingly came to this earth, suffered our shame, and uh, wasn't, uh, wasn't ashamed uh, to, uh, to be called our King, wasn't ashamed to die on the cross for us. And certainly we can live for Him for all that He's done For us not only did he die on the cross to save us from our sins uh, but he desires for us to have an abundant life an abundant life of of serving him and living for him he desires to be personal in our lives he desires to to be uh, intricately connected in our lives and lead us and guide us and and help us through every situation in life he didn't just create us save us and put us down on this earth so that we can go on our way and hey I'll see you. I hope you make it. I hope you make a lot of money down there on earth, and I'll see you later when you get to heaven. That's not how God intended for us to live. He wants to be intricately involved in our lives. And uh, from, from the day we're born till the day our bodies die, He wants to be involved in our lives. Now, in this passage, Jesus meant that people of all ethnic groups and from every part of the world would be drawn to him through his exaltation in death. And uh, through the resurrection, he says, the all men here, it included the Greeks, it included the Jews, it included the non-Jews who were seeking Jesus right then and listening to his voice. Now, the application. It's Christmas time now. And we all know that Jesus is the reason for the season, don't we? I mean, but, but is it evident? I drive on 700. Uh, today we were uh, pleasantly surprised to pull up in our driveway there, and I believe it was our neighbors. Do you have confirmation of that? Uh, our neighbor is a woodworker for the Union Hall. He, uh, he does woodworking classes that union people can be a part of. And I guess there are different classes that if you work at the mill there, uh, you, can ha- you can take those classes. I thought that's pretty neat, but that's his full-time job. And uh, through some type of technicality, he actually just kind of oversees it. He doesn't do it anymore. He has somebody that works for him. Well, anyway, uh, we, had, um, we do like snowmen. Uh, I don't know if she knew that or not, but uh, I'm not a big Santa Claus promoter. We don't, I don't think we have any Santa Claus. Ornaments and things like that, and there's reason for that. I'm not against you if you do. I'm not preaching against Santa Claus necessarily, but he's not the reason for the season. Amen. Okay, um, just so I know we're clear on that. I think everybody was clear on that, anyways. But we got home and we have these. Uh, I guess they're cute. They're neat. Uh, little, they're stakes uh, with little hats, and they got scarves, and they're supposed to be snowmen. They're snowmen. And it's got our names on them, and so we got some cool new ornaments that were at our home when we pulled up today. I guess they skipped church. I don't know, but uh, but anyway, um, then we uh, so that's neat. We got we we got our tree up, and I've given you some uh, some of the background of Christmas tree and stuff like that. I've heard people call Christmas trees the bale bush and other things like that, and I know there's a. There's a a whole, there can be controversy with different decorations. And the fact of the matter is we need to keep Jesus as the reason for the season because he's the one that it's all about, okay? Um, So we got our decorations, at least our inside decorations uh, cared for, all up. And that's a fun thing to do. Uh, We graduated to a newer Christmas tree this year. uh, For the last, up until last year, we had the same tree For our entire marriage, when we first got married, we got one. I think at Kmart on sale. After the first year, and then uh, we've used that one every single year. And man, that started getting old, uh, because that thing you'd pull out a couple of stakes, you'd put it in the stand. So one stake put it in there, another stake put it in there, and then you have to you have to individually put probably i don't know seven or eight layers of the branches one two three four five six seven there's one layer Do, na, 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 na. Uh, like seven or eight layers until you're finally done and then you put the lights on well i saved a whole lot of money i think i told you the amount of money that we saved like eight hundred dollars over the the long time that we've been married how long <laughs> what is it seven I bet you can't guess how long we've been married 18 this year so 16 years we had that same tree we graduated to a new one this past year and we got it somewhere out by we didn't get it at Bailey's somewhere out by somewhere in a in a in a small town some guy was selling them out of a warehouse and stuff and I saw it like 50 bucks or something and it was after the season was over and we got a tree it's a beautiful tree even our first one was a beautiful one I didn't make it to seem like I didn't want it to sound like it wasn't a beautiful tree Uh, but this one is extra beautiful I open the box put the stand there one two three voila it's up lights are on it folds down man it's a beauty and I love it but um why, why am I talking about this here we decorate it, and there are traditions, and the boys got all their pajamas on and took a picture by the tree, and, and there are ornaments and stuff, and, and, and all that. And and uh, there were reasons for Christmas tree, the evergreens, and the circular, the wreaths actually have spiritual meaning to them. They're circular, there's everlasting or eternal involved in the circular idea of a, of a wreath there, and so... Um, you, can, you, can, you can find negative things uh, on a lot of things, but you can't find anything negative about Jesus. He's the reason for the season. And now it's Christmas time. I wonder how much of our season is actually centered around celebrating the birth of Christ. How much of our time is going to be spent lifting up Christ? And uh, as Christians, we need to understand the importance of keeping Christ at the center and focal point of Christmas. It can be easy in the rush of responsibilities to see December as you know just a big checklist and, and a big schedule and a big hurry that we gotta make sure we uh, dot all our I's and cross all our T's and we got all of our bases covered. Well, I want you to stop and I want you to take inventory and realize that, that probably the majority of our checklist can wait because Jesus needs to be the center of what we celebrate as Christians. I was uh, about to say, so we pulled up and we had the ornaments there, the decorations in our driveway. We need to do more on the outside, I think, and stuff. But then driving on 700, one of our neighbors, probably, I don't know, seven or eight houses down, they got, a, they got beautiful lights, and they even have a manger scene in the back there, and they have the Christmas spirit. And then you drive down 700 more. And I don't know what the park is over here, but they got... Festive lights up, and I'm I'm for that too, but uh, but it's oh how it's evolved. I don't know that there I haven't I haven't really studied it. I doubt there's anything of Jesus over there because it's a community decoration, you know, it's secular and things like that. But but uh, Jesus is the reason for the season. You take Jesus out of the scenario, that you have nothing and uh, we need to keep our focus on the fact that we celebrate the birth of the Messiah during Christmas time. I want to encourage you. This evening, how can we make this unique month more Christ-centered? How can we make this month more Christ-centered? First of all, I want to encourage you, man, don't go into debt in the name of Jesus' birth. You don't have to do it. You don't have to do it, okay? Don't feel the pressure. If there's somebody pressuring you, I want this, I want this, I want this. Hey, that's not a spiritual mentality. That's not what the birth of Christ is all about. Now, I'm for gifts, giving gifts, and things like that, but you don't have to go in debt to appease a fleshly desire of somebody, all right? All parents said, all right, then. I want to give you a few... Ways to keep your Christmas Christ-centered here. Number one, let's trust Him. Number one, let's trust Him. Look at uh, Luke chapter 1. Luke chapter 1. None of my boys said amen when I said that. <laughs> we, we try to strategize, and we understand. And I believe my boys understand and uh, that, uh, man, it's not about, I don't know They understand. they understand debt probably about this much. But um, they underst- I think they understand that it- that's not what it's about. It's about Jesus. And uh, from when Sammy was just little, I got some uh, stories about that, of, uh, of his judgment. And we need to teach our young people uh, what Christmas is all about. If there's one thing that the human element of, uh, Chris- of the Christmas story teaches us, it's to trust and submit to God's sovereign plan. It's to trust Him and, uh, and uh, to put our faith in Him, to, to, uh, to make sure that we keep Him as Lord, that He's in control of our lives. And uh, God works on His time frame, not ours. In the fullness of time, God works the way He wants to and the way He will. In Luke chapter 1, we'll see here in a minute, in a verse number 37, please be turning there, please be there in a minute. But uh, I think of Joseph during the story here, during this Christmas story. I think of Joseph, and Joseph had to trust God. Joseph had to, Joseph had to have good, strong faith in God as he was obedient and submitted to do uh, what God wanted to do and be the, be the earthly father of Jesus. If uh, you could, man, you put yourself in Joseph's uh, shoes, and uh, Mary, your espoused wife, comes up to you and says, "I'm with child." And uh, you're like, "What? We're not even we're not even officially married. What do you mean you're with a child? You're expecting a child?" Well, then the angel came and and uh, basically, uh, I don't want to say calm calm him down. I don't want to add to the story here more than that's there. But I'm thinking uh, I'm thinking putting myself in joseph's shoes here we're not even married yet how are you expecting a child well he's uh, uh i'm expecting of the holy ghost the holy spirit and then the angel comes and tells him fear not basically that uh, the child's going to be born there and it's of the holy spirit and from mary to joseph to the shepherds to the wise men all of them had to trust god in his timing they had to rely on God and trust, God, you know what you're doing. I'm one of your creation. And hey, you know more than I do. Your, your thoughts are, are higher than mine, and uh, mine aren't as high as yours, and I'm just going to trust you. I know you want me to be with this woman here, and I believe what she says, and so I'm, I'm just going to stick it out. I'm going to trust the angel that he told me here that, that I'm going to take care of that baby there. And then the wise men seeing the star... And traveling almost, I don't know, a couple years before they finally saw the young child Jesus, then the, uh, the shepherds going and, and exploring and finding baby Jesus, it took faith, it took trust in God. Few things honor God more than our trust. And so let's let the Christmas story reset our faith, our faith in God. The Bible says in Luke chapter 1, verse 37, For with God nothing shall be impossible. And Mary said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. We need to have more Mary mentality in our lives. So what happened? The angel appeared to Mary, and the angel told her, You're going to be expecting a child of the Holy Ghost. And what did Mary say? Well, first of all, was, with God nothing shall be impossible. And then she said, be it unto me according to thy word. Oh, that oh, that, that would be our mentality uh, when the word of God speaks to us. Be it unto me according to your word, God. It doesn't have to make sense to me. And it didn't make sense that she was going to be expecting a child. Yet, but of the Holy Ghost, be it unto me according to thy word. God, I trust you. You did so much for me. It's the least that I can do for you to live my life for you. And the angel departed from her. We need to trust God. We need to trust his word. Another way to lift up Christ this season Number one, we need to trust Him. We need to trust His divine hand. We need to trust His sovereignty. We need to trust His perfect plan. We may not be able to understand it. God, why did you allow this to happen in my life? God wants to use you to bring honor and glory to His name. If He be lifted up, we'll draw all men unto Him. Maybe He's using you. Maybe He allowed that circumstance in your life because He wants to use you to draw people to Him. But so I didn't want that. Mary said, "Be it unto me according to thy word." And you can keep on kicking the pricks and you can keep on rebelling of God's word, uh, towards God's word, or you can surrender and be used of God in a great mighty way. I want to be used of God. I know you do too. We need to trust God and His Word. Another way to lift up Christ this season is, number two, is to show love in His name, is to show love in His name. Now, I got several applications, several ways we can do that. I'm hoping for some volunteers here uh, this, uh, this evening to, to, to get your uh, juices churning. Uh, number one, we need, to, we need to show, I'm sorry, number two, show love in His name, a way to do that. Let's, let's go visit a hospital. I'm not a hospital uh, uh, Nursing home type of place. You can visit a hospital too, but you might get kicked out. I don't know. Um, you can visit typically one at a time, you know, if you know the person. But let's visit a hospital. Go Christmas caroling with your family. Uh, minister to the homeless. Find a way to reach past the usual busyness and burdens of your life to touch someone else uh, with the love of God. Schedule a time. Powwow with your family and say, hey, what do you guys want to do? You want to go Christmas caroling? Want to go caroling at the flats home? Want to go carol at uh, somebody else? Want to go to a, find a nursing home and go caroling, pass out some sugar-free candy canes or or uh, whatever? Let's reach out. Let's call some of these local ones. Anybody want to volunteer to to lead that, to head that up? And we can set it a certain evening, and those who can go will go and we'll sing some christmas carols to them and we'll try and cheer them up and encourage them we'll pass out some gospel tracks somebody think about that think about heading that up on one of these evenings man i'm i'm down i'm in, i'll be part of that my kids will be a part of that my wife is, has done that ever since we've been married uh, that i can remember i'll take the kids around christmas time and and they were dressed up in i don't know how this happened but i remember Three of them are dressed up as stormtroopers for some reason. And we're visiting a nursing home singing Christmas carols. How did that happen? Oh. All right, I get the point. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> So uh, she got them uh, after uh, on sale um, costumes, and so they're dressed up in their stormtrooper costumes, and going in the nursing home, singing Christmas carols, passing out candy canes and stuff and and all uh, little old ladies are hugging the stormtroopers and <laughs> and uh, enjoying it up and, and uh, we had a good time and uh, we sang Christmas carols and uh, gave out tracks and we're trying to, tried to witness to people the best that we could. I think that was the one down here on Ridge Road. I forget the name of it. Mary Manor, Miller Mary Manor. And that may be an option right there for us to go over there. We need to trust God and trust his word. Let's show love in his name to reach out and call around to some of these places. Let's just, uh, let's just shoot for a day, an evening where we go out and, and we do some Christmas caroling and we try to bring joy to some people. Matthew 25, verse 40 says this, And the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Inasmuch as ye have done it unto one of the, uh, the least of these, my brethren, ye have done it unto me. God says you do it to the very least of these we do it in his name. We honor him. We show him. We lift him up in that capacity. Doing it in Jesus' name uh, lifts him up. Let's lift up Jesus this Christmas season. Number three, let's teach our children the Christmas story. Teach yourself if you need to teach yourself, but uh, let's teach our children uh, the Christmas story. Let's not wait until December 25th to read the Christmas story as a family. Uh, let's take some time in family devotions in the days leading up to Christmas to teach our kids about the events that lead up to the coming of the Messiah and his birth. And let's talk about him and let's talk about how he was born in a manger and uh, that how he came. Uh, On It was brought uh, to Jerusalem with his mom and his dad uh, and uh, Joseph uh, because they were to be taxed. And so they gave birth there in Bethlehem. Let's talk about the birth of Jesus. Share the Christmas story. Let's let them make sure that they know what Christmas is all about. It's not about the Grinch. It's not about Christmas tree. It's not about presents. It's not about any of that stuff, twinkly lights. It's all about Jesus The the Christmas time is about the birth of Jesus. Amen. About the birth of the Messiah, of my Savior, the birth of my Savior. Not just a baby, but that baby came for a reason. He was 100% God, 100% man, sinless, sinless. And he came so that he'd be the, the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. And he shed his blood. That little baby that we celebrate his birth. He came to shed His blood so that we can be saved. Hey don't be ashamed about him. Don't be ashamed to tell somebody about Jesus. Don't be ashamed to get excited of the, of the fact that you love God. Hey, let the world not love God if they don't want to, but you can love God. You can get emotional about your Savior, after what He's done for you, after what He did for me, let's tell our children. The Christmas story and let's teach them to tell others of the Christmas story take some time I I read recently you can uh, if you go through the book of Luke now we are we are December 4th so if you get caught up real quick and uh, read Luke chapter 1 2 3 4 tomorrow read Luke chapter 5 by the time it's Christmas Eve you will be at uh, the uh, resurrection of Jesus You'll see the baby king, how he grew up and now that he's resurrected. This can help center their hearts on the reason for the season as well. In Luke chapter 1, in verse number 3, it says this, It seemed good to me also, having had perfect understanding of all things from the very first, to write unto thee in order, most excellent Theophilus, that thou mightest know, the certainty of those things wherein thou hast been instructed. What is he saying there? He's saying it's important that you know uh, what you're talking about, that you know why you believe what you believe. We used to drive around when the boys are younger. We still do. We'll, we'll take some time this season. I encourage you. That's a fun tradition that you can do. Drive around, take a look at Christmas lights. People are getting them up all over the place and, and uh, over by Imagination Glen, that was, I remember that being a pretty spectacular area last year. And then there is uh, the place in Hessville, Indiana, uh, Peteyville. Some of you didn't know Peteyville. It's, uh, it's kind of more secular, but it's a whole street where you can walk. And I think there's even hot chocolate booth and stuff and uh, things like that. But we used to drive around when the boys were younger, and Christmas time, looking at the lights, and it started off, uh, like this, if they if they had a bunch of lights, uh, then Sammy Rocky would say they had a lot of Christmas spirit. I mean, I that's I can deduct that I, that makes sense to me. And so, if they had a bunch of lights, they had good Christmas spirit. And then we got home, and and uh, Sammy said, we don't have very good Christmas spirit. Dad. We had our Christmas tree up. I think we had a wreath on the door, but we didn't have much outside as way uh, by way of Christmas spirit. And uh, then I uh, had to change it, had to change it, so uh, we they, we'd teach them. It's not just about having a bunch of lights, but let's see, do they know what Christmas is all about? Do they have a manger scene? Do they have Jesus? Do they, do they have things that indicate uh, the Bible story of what Christmas is about? And so we'd be driving and, oh, it's just reindeer, Santa Claus there. They don't know the true meaning of Christmas. And then we see the manger scene. Oh, they do know the true meaning of Christmas. Not to say if you don't have a manger scene, you don't know the true meaning of Christmas, if you got your Christmas lights up. But, but uh, we're trying to teach the kids the importance of it here. And, and uh, so do they have the decorations that show evidence that it's about Jesus? We need to teach our kids about Christmas by lifting up Christ. Let's teach them the Christmas story. Let's teach them what it's all about. And then let's lift up Jesus ourselves. Teach them to teach others. And then be obedient ourselves. Number th- that was number three. Teach your children the Christmas story. Uh, number four. Number four. A way to lift up Jesus during the Christmas season. Number four, we can give to him. We can give to him. Do we really want to emulate what they did at Christmas time? There was worship. At first, that first Christmas uh, I believe there was angels and I believe there was singing uh, yes, but there was gift giving but the gift uh, the the gift giving that they did isn't how our gift giving has evolved over time. they brought costly gifts actually to the Lord they brought gold and and well that was a couple years later gold, frankincense, myrrh but they brought the gifts, and they deliberately gave them to the Lord. They brought the gifts to Jesus. They didn't give them to mom, dad. I'm, I sh- mom and dad is getting upset with me because they're, you know. Um, they gave gifts to the Lord. I'm not against giving gifts one to another, and we're going to do that. Hey, but let's consider Jesus in the gift giving. They brought gifts to baby Jesus when he was about a year old. And, and uh, I have another challenge for you this year. Let's pray about giving a gift to Jesus. How about a gift uh, through the church? How about a Christmas gift to Jesus, either personally or as a family? Find a way to give uh, to the Lord or to others in His name this Christmas. Turn to Matthew chapter 2 again. Matthew chapter 2, we see uh, the example that was given uh, by the wise men in verse number 11. But I want you to, I'm not even just talking about something financially. Maybe it be that you huddled with your family, you prayed about a gift that you could give to somebody, you thought about how we could be a blessing to another person, you gave a gift of some sort. Maybe it's a gift of time. Maybe it's a gift of taking some time and, and even baking. Maybe it's a time of, uh, I don't meal preparation. Maybe it's a time of, Just some special gift. You can ask, how can I be a blessing to somebody here? How can I be a blessing in Jesus' name? How can I lift up Jesus this season? But you can also give a gift to Jesus. Designate. Birthday gift for Jesus. We'll put it to use for his glory. My family and I will do something of that nature. We'll consider it and pray about it. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 2, verse 11, And when they were come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And so they fell down and they worshiped him. I don't encourage you to take some time and pray. Seek the Lord's face and ask him, how can I be a blessing to you? What is a gift that I can bring to you? What is a way that I can lift you up, God? How can I be a blessing to somebody else? What can I do in your name for somebody else this season? We're talking about keeping Christ uh, the center of our Christmas season. Lastly, this evening, a way to consider lifting up Christ this Christmas, number five, and certainly certainly not least here, let's tell somebody about him. Let's tell somebody about Jesus. Send your Christmas cards with a gospel track. How many will send Christmas cards this year? Will you raise your hand if you do? We don't always, sometimes we do. To, that's, a, that's a great way to get the gospel out. I enjoy, I'll receive Christmas cards from, from folks. Typically, I got four or five staple people that I always get, and I like getting them. And so I can count on getting a card from, from a few people. And then occasionally we'll do it. I don't know that we'll do it this year. I think we did it last year. I don't remember. But a way that you can witness is to put a gospel tract in your envelope, send it to somebody because Jesus is the reason for the season. Christmas is one of the easiest times to open conversations about the Lord. Whether it be with a coworker or uh, holiday traditions. Uh, maybe you want to share your traditions, why you do certain things that you do. Or, or bring a plate of Christmas cookies over to your neighbors with an invitation uh, to a special church service. We got one coming up, by the way, uh, this next Sunday. Orchestra time and and our Christmas program, our personal uh, uh, church singing will take place this next Sunday morning. Our youth will be singing, and and we'll be singing Christmas carols. A wonderful way to witness and invite people, a way to to get your foot in the door to give a gift. I don't know too many that would reject a plate of cookies with a gospel track on it. I don't know too many people that would reject a, a nice little gift, and then you can tuck a gospel track in there. It's a wonderful time to, and, and season to tell others about Jesus and why He came. The Bible says in Luke chapter 2, verse 17, this is, this is what they did. After the wise men had seen Jesus, they gave Him his, uh, uh, their gifts. They said this in verse 17. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. And so they visited Jesus, and after they saw him, after they'd seen the Messiah, they spread it abroad. They told everybody. They told everybody about the birth of Jesus. Hey, let's do that, Life Point. Let's tell everybody about the birth of Jesus. Why did he come? Who is he? He's my God. My King came, and he's born in a manger, and he was a, a, born in a poor a Jewish carpenter family, but uh, he grew up and uh, he wasn't uh, born like your typical king and he didn't live like your typical king, but he died and he he shed his blood and he rose from the dead and as a conquering king, he's my savior and Christmas is all about him. not about the Christmas tree, the fancy lights and ornaments and bulbs and things like that. It's all about Jesus. Christmas time is all about Him. Let's lift Him up. Let's not be ashamed about Him. Let's not be bashful about it. Hey, spread it abroad. Spread Him abroad. Let's be sure and lift up Christ this Christmas. We can do this by trusting Him. We can do this by showing love in His name. We can do this by teaching our kids the Christmas story and teaching them to teach others. And then we can do this by giving a gift to Him and then by telling others about him as well. Hey, let's make the most of it. It's only December fourth. Got nearly well, a couple weeks left. <laughs> but uh, hey, don't let it pass. Let's make the most of it. Thinking about, and I like to think about Thanksgiving. I don't, I don't want it to just pass. I like to think about Christmas, and I like to plan. I don't want it to just pass. It's not just an event to pass and let go by. Let's plan and prepare and, and uh, let's, let's engage and uh, let's make full use and take full advantage of lifting up Jesus this season. Let's go ahead and bow. Father, help us to, help us to lift you up. God, help me to lift you up. Help me to tell everybody about you, God. Help me to be more of a witness. You said, if you be lifted up, we'll draw all men unto you. I think the reason people don't receive you as Savior, they don't know how awesome you are. They don't know exactly what you did. Lord, shame on me for not telling more people, communicating that to them. You are awesome. Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. A whole lot more where that came from. God, you're awesome. May we make you known. May we spread your name abroad. May we tell all we can about you. Lord, I pray that you'd use these young people next week as they sing about you, as they point people at you. May we reap a harvest for you, see some souls saved. God, I pray you'd grow those. I pray those that have been saved would get off the fringe and jump in. I pray that they'd be all about you. I pray that they'd be fanatics, Lord, for you. I pray that they wouldn't get excited about other secular things, Lord, but they'd get excited about you, God, because you're more important than any stupid football game. You're more important than any stupid activity. God, you're awesome. You're worth all of the praise, all of the glory, all of the worship. We should tell everybody we can about you. Would you work in our hearts? Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to have a time of invitation. The piano will play.